0: Welcome, everyone, to Plugged and Unplanned, and here's Tony Nash, the CEO of Booktopia. I'm back with you again with an author who's got a brand new book, actually, so brand new that we're waiting for it to come out. This is a pre-order interview. Uh, We have Graham Christie on the line uh, with his new book, and I should have it in front of me right now, Changing the Game, the playbook for leading business transformation, actually co-authored with Michael Vallings. Uh, published by John Wiley. And welcome to the show, Graham.
1: Thank you very much, Tony.
0: And congrats on the book. Um, I should have probably done a bit more research. I generally ch- cheat and don't do any research at all. That way it's very candid and and very conversational. <laughs> How many books have you or both of you written before?
1: This is our first book. Ah, so it's incredibly exciting and uh, quite a journey um, with, with um, some lows, but lots of highs. So... Um, it's it's great to newly have it in in bookstores in Booktopia. Right now, the one thing I do
0: like to ask debut authors,
1: um, <laughs> seriously,
0: what did your what would your English teachers or your school teachers be saying? What he wrote a book? I cannot <laughs> even believe. Like like it's that, that kid in <laughs> class, and he, and he actually has something to say. Yeah. Surely not. Like, what? Yeah. the Backstory.
1: <laughs> it's a great question. I I actually reached out to my old English teacher. Um, um about a month ago uh he's now retired uh, uh i went to school in edinburgh and um uh, I, I i think he definitely was sitting down when he when he took the call from me and i'm glad he was because i don't think he could have remotely foreshadowed uh, this this um this happening but uh, no he was he was delighted and um and I, I actually do, um, I, I am a quite keen uh, reader and I do cite him and I mentioned to him at the time that um, he's a lot of the reason that I, I like books and I like language and um, he, I think he was pretty chuffed quietly. Uh, great. So,
0: and and your co-author, the, just talk about then the partnership or the connection there. Yeah. How are you connected?
1: Well, well, Michael Vullings and I worked together um, um, when I was uh, acting as consultant into News Corp a number of years ago. Um, and. Um, that was around um, customer transformation the uh, piece of work i was doing in the business i was working at and um and we um we quickly coalesced around the the, the notion i think um that given his quite ex- extensive experience on the corporate side and consultancy around transformation that um there was uh, uh and this is obviously pre covid um that there was uh, really quite uh, an urgent and pressing need for executives throughout a business to um, better understand the, um, the how and the why of business transformation, um, given the impact that really every business and every sector in, in, in the world uh, is undergoing uh, through disruption. And as I say, this was pre-COVID, so um, we, we hatched uh, an idea around um, trying to uh, uh, bring together global leading practice from across the world through uh, what ended up as particularly extensive research, but also speaking to lots of business leaders um, about what would be considered a best practice in transforming uh, a whole business, or it could be a division of a business, uh, or it could be a, a, you know, a function or a team. Um, but doing doing that successfully because it was clear to us from our own experience that so few transformations actually work well, um, they actually succeed. Uh, there's lots of um, management statistics that are around this notion that somewhere between 70 to 80 percent of transformations fail for one reason or another, and we felt that that was a gap that ought to be filled and it wasn't going to be filled anytime soon by Uh, managers and executives outsourcing transformation tasks to management consultants. Um, It needed to be owned um, and better understood and then um, delivered by by managers and executives throughout every business. And therefore, we we thought there was a huge gap there um, in um, uh, people being able to access this information readily and then apply it um, to their own business. So that really was the kernel of of the, the, the of changing the game, um, the the book that we've written, it's really there to compile uh, uh, at the um, end-to-end, an end-to-end framework for leading business transformation uh, and be able to do it in a highly practical way. That's why I guess the subline for the book is called a playbook because it really is intended to be a book that you can pick up, um, um, uh, uh, then consume um, and then apply almost directly into your own circumstances. Mm,
0: wow, um, my mind is a buzz as usual when I'm talking to authors like yourself who have got uh, an area of expertise, in particular applying it to Booktopia because the one thing in in your case and in this subject matter, um, and I do do tell uh, people when I do my keynotes and we, we actually do it every day is ask the same question, what do our customers want? Um, and it's it's a very customer centric journey that we've been on. Uh, for some customers who have been on our journey, they may go. It doesn't certainly feel like that because sometimes you know we've been um, letting them down and pissing them off because we the, the books don't get to them in a certain you know in a certain way that they expected, and uh, the reality and the expectation were, we're far apart. But uh, on whole, you don't get to a two hundred and twenty million dollar business without um, pleasing quite a few customers yeah. a lot yeah. of the time but yeah. the the one i guess the one thing you given that it's customer-led transformation it's interesting because we're always we've always been customer-led um and then when you talk to companies or you're 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 diving in and being in a, presented with a new situation even though i understand what you talk about what needs to be owned from the inside it can't be something like you're going well can we're just going to outsource this. You know, we need a plumber. We need an electrician. The power's not working. The sewerage mm-hmm. is done, and you outsource it to some expert who goes, "Oh, it's fixed." And we go, "Thank you very much." We'll, you know, we'll go back to the bathroom. It's the, you're saying that this is actually um, you've got to do a lot of this yourself. You're going to have to roll your sleeves up and and get into the the pipes. It's is that how you like? If I was to use that as an analogy. Yeah, what? no, that's
1: that that's that's uh, that's a really good analogy. The the. I think the, the days when um, transformation or adaptation or change was something which you you know, you paid an external uh, uh, individual to wholly own and run, um, I think those days are are over, they, they need to be over because the pace of change and the pace of disruption is so great. And the forces that are being exerted on businesses, whether that's through um, uh, changing customer expectations, it could be through just market shifts which are creating um a cash or liquidity uh crisis in the business. It could be um just underperforming on the balance sheet. Whatever those, whatever those um whatever those challenges are, um, it needs to be the executives and the leaders within the business that um that together architect the solution. And it's I think it's asking quite a lot of anybody external to a business to be the one that comes up with all the um with all the answers, it needs to really emanate from the business in its totality, and needs to mean something to every individual in that business, if it's going to succeed.
0: So, just so I can be clear, when you say customer led transformation, it's more, is it more like, actually, you're looking to transition your business, you can feel that you need to do that. I've experienced that at Booktopia, when we're moving from one level going through some turbulence getting to the next level of clean air that's that kind of that's how it feels to me quite often um um not that i'm a pilot but you know that kind of level of from clean air to clean air um and some craziness in the middle but um is it so you're saying transformation is required but is this is it more like keep with the customer in mind therefore customer led or is it or is it um, we've gone to our customer. We've done a survey. We've 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 gone out to our customer base, um, and we've worked out that there is these are the problems that they're finding. So let's go back and resolve it.
1: I, I think I think it's a, it's important to say that the 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 book isn't just about customer transformation. I think that that the Michael and and my collaboration started um, in the past uh, based on that uh, focus but the the uh the book talks about holistic uh, company wide transformation of course customer is increasingly an important part of that but there are many other factors that influence the need to transform um, um and you know that could be financial that could be um more linked to um uh, what competitors are doing, not just what customers are needing. So I think the changing the game and the holistic nature of it really looks to address and analyze all of those uh, realities and, and assess all of the current situation um, and take a, take a view on, uh, well, the company is currently in position A, uh, it needs to get to through to B, C, D, E, F, and G, and beyond um, if it's going to have a sustainable future um, where it's able to address the market, compete strongly in the market, um, and and then take uh, and then take the steps um, in a very uh, practical uh, framework through to that. And yes, there will be lots of inputs, one of which is customer, but by mo- by by uh, by no means um, is it limited to that. There are, as you well know, given your own experience and the success that Topia has had, there's a huge amount of influences that are really impacting on the business. Um, and they need to be really seen in the hall in the round, um, if things are to be addressed uh, we think um, successfully
0: I mean, but booktopia has been growing um you know from me and uh, then my you know not long after my brother and brother-in-law who I've been in business with and my sister um, to 250 people um over 17 years so it's always felt like we've been changing changing mm-hmm. do, do you do you think that this is Although I feel like having a playbook, and and you know, I, I I you know look forward to the book coming out and talking to my team here about it. And my CFO uh, Jeff Stalley is uh, is an ex Deloitte partner who um, was in the uh, organisational transformation and change division of Deloitte and merged Westpac and St George. Um, so, I <laughs> yeah. so I know. Significant merger. Yeah. So I'm curious then, given that. I've been part of a business for many years now, running my own companies for 25. Um, it always feels like I'm changing. So is yeah. this more for, um, um, I mean, it's obviously useful for everyone, but is it is it even more useful for those big companies like Telstra and others that you've worked for and worked with to, because they're so big and they're it doesn't, it feels like change is, is so uh, glacial um, that this is better suited f- for the big company Organizational change? How do you? Where, yeah, not your, your not readership, this, I guess, is what I'm asking. You know, who's, yes, going, who's yeah, going to appreciate this the most?
1: Yes, I mean, I think it's definitely applicable to enterprise level businesses, Um, but we've intentionally uh, pitched it at really any large size business. Um, So that's probably not going to suit a small, young, growing startup business. It's probably going to be a, a, a business that's established in some way, shape, or form, may well be listed. And so, though, it's the managers and executives and leaders within those businesses. And I think to your point, um, um, every business is on its own journey. Um, and um, there are businesses which have have had the DNA of being having a progressive mindset. And I'd put your business in within within that frame and has um sought to stay ahead and read the market and read conditions and 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 really um align align the, the operating model. Um, um t- towards that but there if, if i think most businesses aren't like that if i'm if i'm honest i think most businesses whether they're very large enterprises or even um you know mid-sized corporates um the 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 pressures that are on the balance sheet um the sort of skills that are um that are hard into the executive layer um are there to uh, m- mostly keep the business on track Um, deliver quarterly um, profits within um, target zones um, and uh, the ability to um, however uh, architect um, a longer term perhaps multi-year transformation strategy which maintains the business's performance and sustains growth by reading the market by um, taking relatively bold steps to reorganize the business model perhaps look at Wholesale outsourcing or wholesale offshoring of 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 certain parts of the supply chain in that business, those things um, are typically um, less. Um, those skills are 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 less evident uh, in in a lot of businesses' uh, leadership group because that's really essentially not why that leadership group was formed, and that's essentially why um, large management consultancies have 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 often been the first port of call. When those larger uh, pivots, if you like, or changes um, are felt at a, at a board level and, and mandated at a board level into C-suite, so I think that really every business is uh, un, is 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 on a journey to obsolescence. If if I'm being controversial, mm. um, unless it is actively looking um, to uh, execute ongoing. Uh, a change and transformation journey. And and you said it yourself, I think earlier in the in the conversation that, you know, um it's not as if transformation is a project. It doesn't have a start and an end point. It really is quite ongoing and it needs to, in the end, uh become part of the way the company works uh, if it's going to maintain that. But this but transformation um as as we um as we uh, explore uh in, in the book is something which affects um or will, will need, needs to affect um, you know the leadership team, irrespective of of sector, irrespective of size of business, almost. But it's um, the book is certainly applicable to an enterprise very senior executive as it is a, a mid sized corporate executive, and also cross functionally. You know this isn't about you know the transformation office or the um, the, the the program office or um, you know the the strategy director. This is about um, functional leaders in a business being able to support a company-wide transformation and 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 influence it, not just because of the, the 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 desire for the company, as I say, to move from where they are today to where they need to be tomorrow, but actually, frankly, for their own careers, because it's going to become, we think, a critical skill in individuals, and that will help them um, really uh, influence their current. Um, role uh, in the business that they're in today, but also we think will increasingly become a factor for future employability, you know, having this experience and having delivered um, these sorts of uh, these sorts of inputs into our transformation uh, journey, we think will become quite a uh, attractive um, characteristic for a future employer. It,
0: um, It sounds like the book um, is best suited for the hands of the the leadership team that are going to be um, empowered to to facilitate the change. If someone picked it up who was um, an astute, you know, soon to be or uh, over the next several years ending, ending up being in a leadership role, um, but had uh, had had an appetite to understand this better, the more that um, uh, those who are um, within the teams who are who are part of of that transformation and change are they going to benefit from reading it as well or is it really um is it really suited for the the leadership because it's their mandate they've got to they've got to um execute it on behalf of
1: shareholders or behalf of the employees the customers Mm. no it's much it's much broader than than the current c-suite um because i think that in many in in many cases, a lot of the C-suite believes um, that they've been there and done that or perhaps already have those skills or perhaps, huh, and, and perhaps they have. But um, so I think that um, the reality is that if you're in a in, a, genuinely in the C-suite, uh, you could be at a GM level, you could be at a, I guess, a head of title within a function or a direct report into a, a head of function in a business. So we're talking... Really, from middle management and up, um, because of the highly practical nature of the book and the ability to um, um, a- adopt the um, the the extent of the the the, 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 the templates and the uh, concepts in the book, it's really there for everybody within the organization. Really, from a, a, in a sense of team leadership and up um they will they will derive quite a bit of um um, i think value from that because that's going to talk to their that's going to talk to how they can best influence their own particular area of the business um and therefore get a better outcome from themselves and the team around them
0: Mm -hmm. so so with let's take booktopia as an example where i mean we've listed in the last six months um, we have, we're continuing to grow 200 million plus revenue. My goal is to get to 500 million in Australia. There's, I want to get to a billion globally. Uh, and, and you come into a company like ours and you look around and you talk to a few people, you do your, your fact finding, etc. What are some of the, you know, the, the, um, cut through questions that someone like yourself is asking for those that are listening today that they, that they can, because I think this is where um, these kind of questions will lead to, and uh, you know, as I always say, we want you to buy their book, right? It's a great book and you might have an edge if you, if you read, um, read read uh, Michael and, and Graham's book. Um, but this I think is probably a bit of the insight on you know, the quality, I always say the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. So when I, when I have an expert like yourself come in and sit down in the boardroom um, sitting with the c-suite to go well you know have you thought of this or what about that what What are some of those cut through questions that you as uh, who's presided over this
1: kind of thinking and and you know area of expertise are going to ask yeah. of us uh, the, the 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 first questions that 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 we would ask and and you know we've asked we've asked these questions actually in the book for some of the case studies um, uh, for folks that we have interviewed is um, we, we think there are three broad buckets of um, of areas that businesses find themselves in, um, and uh, the first question is really out of out of those three areas. Of which the first one is: Are we in a situation where the business is needing to manage cash and and its liquidity? You know, is is that the nature of the challenge that uh, 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 presents itself, um, or is it more around realigning for profitability? You know, is there is the business um, performing below um, what it believes it should be from a trend point of view? Is it hitting its company goals? Is it uh, maintaining its market share or uh, that? Is it? Is there a realignment that's required? Or is there, in the third one, is there a requirement to build on existing success? So we're talking about a successful business, which is perhaps top one, top two in its category, but it wants to stay there. Um, it wants to maintain that and not fall into the previous two categories. So that, those are the first sort of fundamental questions we ask. And really, in the, at the end of the day, um, those correlate to um, um, three actions, which is if we're looking to cut, custom, uh, uh, cut costs and, and manage profits, um, what what is the analysis that can be done around um, what the cost reduction, overhead cost reduction looks like, or what strategic procurement outsourcing options could look like. If it's around delivering growth, Um, is the current product or portfolio of products fit for purpose? Uh, When was the last time we actually asked, uh, for instance, the customer, uh, and are we seeing the market for what it is, not what we think it is? Um, Is there a requirement to um, pursue greater um, effectiveness within the sales force, for instance? Um, Is there, uh, again, in that deliver growth area, is there an opportunity to look at, New business, whether that be expanding into adjacencies or new geographies, is the is the um, is diversification an opportunity? And then the, the third area around uh, uh, is around building capability. Um, so, you know, is a, is a business pursuing functional excellence in in uh, part of its value chain that can help drive its differentiation? Um, is it is it um, uh, really proactively looking at its uh, at its own talent and how it manages it how is it going around building that capability and those three things i think together when they're explored and the questions are asked within those define really the task I- it itself um and therefore the blend of of initiatives that need to be architected into a a more broader transformation program mm.
0: wow because i mean we are in the third category we are We are cashed up. Uh, We have uh, growth and we have profitability. Uh, We do want to continue to build on our success. We don't necessarily, uh, it doesn't feel like to me that I'm thinking about what are our competitors doing um, or um, how can we rest on our, we don't want to rest on our laurels, mainly because um, I'm very horizon point driven. So uh, when we hit, uh, 20 million, the goal was to get to 100 million. When we got to 100, it was to get to 200. 200 is now 300. 300 will be 400. 400 will be 500. So there's this driving force. But I can share with the listeners from my perspective is that those first two buckets that you talked about in terms of cash um, and questioning uh, wastage or expenses or uh, increasing profitability, I can assure you we are doing that every single day, week, and month. Um, it there is yeah. no um the, there's no kind of coasting in that particular area which we then have to then revisit later on now maybe we can do that because we're um i can say only a 200 million dollar company and for some that's big uh, but for telstra and others who are billions of dollars um that uh, we're small but i can i can assure you that we are not um Neglecting those areas, even though we are in that third area of profitable, cashed up, and and
1: growing. So, uh, I think I think I mean that's that's admirable, and I think that's 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 why the, the business is a success. It is because you've. It strikes me that um, you know, uh, with your leadership, you've collectively and organizationally built the muscle to always interrogate those 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 areas of the business and really. Uh, make it part of the way that you work, um, and that 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 is just not the case for a lot of businesses. Um, a lot of uh, businesses have um, uh, are burdened by, if I'm being blunt, um, legacy thinking, legacy systems, legacy ways of working, um, and um, often um, um, those businesses find themselves um, moving down the 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 grouping of three, you know, so if if, if yourself and Buctopia are in that um, building on existing success, they find themselves moving backwards into that need to realign for profitability, and then ultimately into perhaps into needing to manage cash and liquidity. And this is often something which can um, collectively creep up on on a business if it if it's not careful. Of course, it's it's seen in the balance book, but actually the realization of that. Not just at the leadership level, but within um, uh, mid, middle management and up ranks of the business, is something which becomes a, an issue. Um, and rather than being proactively managed on a on, a yang, on an annual or or, or multi year multi year, pardon me, basis um, as as it is in, in progressive businesses. And so, unfortunately, most businesses aren't like yours, Tony. Uh, most businesses find themselves in a need to be making um, more significant change and transformation because of the disruptions that they've either been um, had to um, um, absorb externally or from perhaps um, some legacy uh, legacy settings within the business itself
0: yeah but we i mean to be fair we are doing it all the time there are um, things that need to be addressed things that aren't working Um, that's that's what being in business is about um, perhaps uh, what we haven't done is neglected them. Uh, we're, we're onto them. Um, one of the things also, which is a bit different to Booktopia um, and other businesses, being a, a founder led business that grew from zero to 150 million in revenue without any capital required. We, we started Booktopia from a $10 note and sold more books and used that money to grow the business. Uh, mm. Other businesses that have brought on equity or debt um, there's a, there's another master to serve um, in terms of yeah. either the, the bank um, or the, the, the private equity firm or the, those external shareholders. Um, and so I think from our perspective, my brother and brother-in-law and I, who've been the majority shareholders, and even still now that we're listed, we are, that there is an element of, I own this. And if I'm spending that money, um, it can't go to waste. I think if you're an appointed CEO or an appointed executive, and it's somebody else's money, uh, perhaps all I can say and share with people is like, go in there thinking like it's your money. In fact, I do have people here who yeah. think, who, who think about um, the company's money, um, therefore our money, my money, more than themselves. It's it's embarrassing sometimes. I can't waste your money, Tony. I, you know, I feel bad about overspending. It's, hey, like, yeah. <laughs> even I'm not that. Even I'm not that um, freaked out about it, about it. So I think, um, but that kind of mindset in terms of owning
1: it has been really empowering for them. Well, well, I think I think, I mean, that's again, that's a good, that's a great facet of of I think the success you you have there. But um, I think I think a lot of you know, our, our, my, Michael, in my view, is a lot of transformations. Um, one of the reasons they sometimes fail is because. Um, of the lack of that aspect, the lack of if you walked up to somebody in the business and you said we're transforming from A to B to C to D, um, um, and and folk, they would be asked, well, what do you, what's in it for you? You know, what what do you what are you going to get out of this? A, a lot of folk wouldn't necessarily know what that is. They would see it as a perhaps a top-down um, um, uh, pure cost-cutting exercise. For instance, they might they may see it that way. Um, and that's a lack of, of being bought into the process and not understanding the vision that the company is, uh, is setting and the journey that the company wants to take everybody on. And I think a lack of buy-in is one of the critical uh, flaws in in, 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 a, in a lot of um, transformations. And it's uh, almost a whole chapter in the book in terms of how, how do you... Um, 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 create the mandate for transformation. Uh, how do you map that journey? How do you envision that journey so that it resonates with everybody in the business um, so that they are all pulling on the same in the same direction? You know, these are not easy things or automatic things that will happen just because um, the business says it needs to happen. Um, people need to be brought on that journey, um, along on that journey. And that's really important to map that journey to um, explore the strategic options as they relate to every function and everybody within that function, um, and then to mobilise um, the organisation to um, to deliver it um, in a in a sort of proactive, intentional, structured uh, way. Mm. So, so everyone,
0: I'm talking to Graham Christie,
1: the uh,
0: co-author of Changing the Game: The Playbook for Leading Business Transformation, along with Michael Vallings. Uh, book's coming out on first of July, twenty twenty one. It may be at, may be out if uh, you're listening to this later on. Uh, but um, John Wiley is the publisher, and very reasonably priced. Get get it in any bookstore at Booktopia. Um, highly recommended, in particular if you're working in an organisation that is planning for change. Graham, I want to ask you: the are you consulting now, or are you in between? Uh, gigs and your you've written a book in in the meantime um what's... yeah no
1: M- M- michael and i are focused on on um on on um writing and then publishing the book um we we do think that the uh the sector uh, uh when i say the sector the, the area of transformation and change is uh, is is is, is highly nourishing to us intellectually and we we believe there are uh, lots of opportunities within it and uh, you know we, we we've got some ideas about how we take changing the game as a playbook uh, and we we inject that into into the business world but that's that's probably for later in the year than than right now we're pretty focused on um uh, on trying to arm as many managers and executives and businesses with 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 the playbook because we think that can make a a great impact
0: so so okay so you're not consulting yet the reason i ask no. that is that um and it, and we should if you are going to do it um it's a plug and if not um <laughs> if some big uh, big company is looking to hire a organizational transformation expert then here here we have one uh, ready ready and prepared um you know and reach out and and buy one um but if if you were if you did move into consulting and it sounds like with a book like this it's probably um better suited to that do you do you and have you guys worked with companies and you literally spend the first, I don't know, part of the feasibility or the scoping of the work and then you go, oh my God, I am, you know, and I can see A, B, C and D, but this is going to be a, a quagmire, as is is, you know, it's, it's quicksand, it's like there's, there's legacy thinking. Um, it's it's so it's very they're stuck in their ways it's like am i we are never going to work with this company a million years because it's going to be beating your head against a brick wall well, how does how do you do is there you know some organizations simply that doomed because they are they they can't they can't get their shift their thinking
1: no i don't i don't think so no organization is necessarily doomed and um uh, both michael and myself are intrinsically curious um and you know often executives um, um um are too close to the 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 call face um and and it, you know it's it's a a great ex- experience to to help um um simplify um simplify challenges simplify um uh the things that are impacting on on the business so no i mean I think it it it, it um, Every business is capable of turnaround. Every business is capable of transformation. Um, um, But doing it successfully is not easy. That's often why uh, if if businesses do uh, outsource uh, to management consultancy, it's not an inexpensive um, um, (laughs) uh, project. Um, it's, It's not easy to do well. Um, but it's absolutely within the grasp of of, of any leader to um, to do, and I think, um, I- in essence, I think in where we are right now, with hopefully a, a post a, you know a good buoyant post COVID nineteen recovery for business, which of course has really seen um, a decade of disruption in a, in, in essentially eighteen months, um, for better and for worse, as we said, um, but the, the sort of accelerated disruption. Um, what I think um, is going to be uppermost in uh, leaders' minds is how do I undertake this already uh, uh, quite complex task? Undoubtedly, how do I de-risk it? How do I um, how do I ensure that um, I'm uh, going to be delivering a, 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 a balanced um, a balanced program that's going to deliver early wins as well as longer term um, sustainable uh, um, uh, advantages um, and you know and take and take the business with me in, in a way that um, doesn't um, really apply far too much financial burden or as I say sort of risk on it because um, I think there will be uh, these competing factors of a, a, a greater requirement to accelerate change and transformation, but a great a, a smaller appetite, if if that is for risk, or rather a great a greater appetite to avoid risk. So these things are often com, you know quite competing. You know um, how how do I travel faster down the right road, um, but but avoid uh, falling over the side? And I think that's really talks to requirement to look at a transformation or change either at a company or at a, a divisional level or functional level uh, as. Um, as holistically as possible so um it's not just about setting the right vision it's not just about understanding the situation you're in it's not just about finding the right people um to to lead the 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 transformation it's not just about picking the right initiatives to uh, to go down it's it's an amalgam of all of all those things together and then executing them expertly uh with the appropriate metrics and measurement in place um and the, the correct cadence um so that you know that transformation is delivered uh, in a risk-free uh, successful way um and that and that's that's really again you know really what the book is about it's the a to z of doing that it really in many ways is the insider's guide to to delivering a successful holistic transformation because you have to have everything from the very outset analysis to the very end of delivering and closing out initiatives done in a practical, ordered um, way. Mm. Um, I mean, if it's if a transformation is is more you know, is a longer term one, and maybe longer term would be more than a year, and sometimes longer term can be um, three to five years even. Um, often, what we find is um, that there's a lot of amount of enthusiasm and positive noise that's generated, and a, a, a lot of positive governance um in that in the first phase of that and that can sometimes um start to wane and and um, and um, be diluted by other pressures that might come in further down the track or perhaps as a changeover of um leadership um along the way and so again um if we're looking at you know why do some transformations fail uh, that that is one of the reasons where they run out of steam generally so i think um you know the, that A to z of of successful transformation needs to also include um uh really a relentless uh energy to maintain the course um to to um to 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 keep the the vision um and the initiative's roadmap uh, in line and to really constantly nurture uh that program um or it it can literally go off the track
0: it's very reassuring to hear that um that no no situation can't be transformed i think um which is what you said from the outset the Mm. then but when i think about blockbuster kodak all these Mm. companies that have um that have and you mentioned i think you mentioned earlier that looking outside what a customer is doing And are they changing their behaviors? Um, There's something, um, and I'm—I wonder if it's just simply um, not—not so much nostalgic thinking, but um, kind of when I think about companies of the '50s, '60s, '70s, it always feels like they—they stayed the same. Like I worked for the NRMA as the mailboy in 1981, and uh, there probably was a lot of transformation and change, but it just kind of always felt like they were they were the same i was a computer programmer uh, for uh, on cockatoo island at the at the dockyards in 84 85 and it just seemed like um the companies of that, those years and decades before it was it, it's the it's the company it's the way we do it it's the mm. way it is but today um in the world that we live in today i cannot see anything but change i cannot See anything but having to stay nimble. Um, e- even the large companies, there's insurance companies and banks, they're constantly being um, uh, propositioned with apps and with ways that uh, customers are engaging and competition and buy now, pay later, etc. There's always something going on. Is that how it feels to you now as well? When you think about the landscape of of um, of business and big business to small business
1: yeah i think so um the the life expectancy of large businesses um seems to be um falling um i mean that that's certainly cited i think um um some analysis we did into uh or some analysis we looked at from um, from a uh, yale university had the average lifespan of, this is the s p 500 um, from the 1920s, I think it was 67 years, and in 2020 that dropped down to 18 years of the, the life expectancy. So obviously that's a relatively long period of time. But what that's seen, particularly I think in the last um, decade or two, is um, just an ongoing acceleration of that. Um, and you're right, there's there's lots of um, um, examples cited. Blockbusters, a, a, a good one in terms of um, a business that, that um, um, didn't adapt and didn't transform quickly enough and Netflix um, obviously has been through a number of different iterations to get to where it is today and, and arguably you know some some folks um, believe that it's, um, it's really looking forward to its next pivot because um, it, it's never had it uh, as good as it had it uh, last year or the year before from a market position point of view um, I mean, the Kodak and uh, Fujifilm examples, uh, uh, Fujifilm example is quite a good one because um, although um, it's slightly aged now, it does talk directly to two two companies in exactly or very similar markets um, with very similar products. Uh, with Kodak, uh, you know, f- they were facing um, a, a consumer led change and a technology led change from you know, um cameras and film processing into sort of digital solutions. And um, you know, I think the summary of, of of that um uh case study is that um when those changes started to take place, Kodak started to look at um how it could maintain its profitability um solely, really, how it could protect its um its uh, its current share and, and its viability by looking uh, inward to um legacy um um a, a legacy position in the market whereas Fujifilm um read the market the same they said look, we're under pressure but instead of uh, looking to to cut costs and um uh, and manage that profitability line they started to look at what technologies were they already had that were enabling uh some of their products and, and solutions and how they could perhaps um, adapt some of those technologies to better um, suit um, adjacent um, segments in the marketplace, and they, you know, they changed um, quite markedly over the case, over the course of five five or so years. And and as we know, Kodak um, ended up um, trying to uh, address the new digital reality a little bit too late um, um, with a, a undifferentiated product set. And, and, and ultimately they sort of led to their bankruptcy. So I think it is is a really good case study in, um, around understanding even the most the biggest, most established well-known businesses um, sometimes um be largely because of that um size and complexity um, um can inadequately fail to see uh, the the medium and long-term future and therefore, um, find it quite difficult to make those transformations. Uh, one, of the, one of the individuals that we, we interview in the book talking about complex organisations is uh, Sir Tim McClement, who was Vice Admiral at the British Navy. Um, and he um, spent a number of years uh, transforming the, the British Navy into a 21st century military fighting force and if you know our interview with him um, you know if you're thinking about the complexity of a business to think about uh, a large a large navy um, and um, and the personnel and just um, often the uh, just the magnitude of of capital and the magnitude of operation there um, and if ever there was a, a good example about how it's possible to transform even the most complex and Shall I say politically loaded um, transformation, uh, then that's probably it. Um, so it's it's definitely possible, but it needs to be done holistically in an integrated fashion and um with with um with the clear uh, outcomes in mind and as uh, taking everybody with you on that journey. Mm.
0: As a I mean, this is all about your you and your book, but um to throw my two cents in as the CEO of Booktopia, when I think about uh when i think about kodak and i think about their mission and their purpose it was really about um capturing i mean they did many things they did a lot of professional uh, photography as well but um capturing moments in time that families and loved ones could preserve forever Mm. now if if that was at the forefront of the the boards and the ceo and the c-level c-suite um thinking it's a no-brainer to move to digital photography because if that's your purpose and that's what you do and i it feels like to me and i'm a photographer amateur uh photographer um is that it's it's easy when you think about that in every single moment but if you stop thinking about that and you think about other production and other profit centers etc then that that need to pivot it's like with us and with booktopia and ebooks and 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 through the pandemic it's it, like our thing is about obviously you know bringing the content not necessarily the book you know it's author has written something and then how do we get that to the customer be it through physical e hardcover paperback or an audio um which we have yes. all of those but um what is interesting um for me is that um is that we we had a global experiment and that was that we got everyone to stay at home and they had access to buy things still and they could have bought the e-version of the book where they could be reading it within eight seconds or they could buy the physical version and have it shipped to them and then they can be reading it. And lo and behold, globally, even though people did buy e, most people were buying the physical version and having it shipped to them. Uh, and it was an astonishing experiment on on how much humanity is, is connected mm. to the physical version of the book mm. um, and these are the things that i need to know and we need to know as we plot our our horizon points uh, into the distance and so even this week i was talking to an academic publisher a legal academic publisher because in the legal uh, profession when you're studying to become a lawyer uh, they have open book exams you can take your book in and i asked them when do you think, that they're going to move to a digital version of that they said not not they believe they've spoken to the vice chancellors and the head of the legal um faculties in universities they think not even for another 10 years can they see that happening because of the need uh for them to not have access to i mean i don't know whether they're inferring that lawyers are cheats um but I'm just being cheeky there but it's, it's interesting and we need to know that and i think this is important when you think about transformational changes you gotta you gotta understand what do the customers want um it's so important um and that's why when i think about kodak uh blockbuster um and ha- how did netflix blockbuster was massive billions billions and billions of dollars in it as a company that could have easily been the the netflix but uh, those that were presiding over that over, over that business didn't have weren't asking those questions
1: i think it's it it's um it's interesting to uh, even when you uh, google business transformation um often the results you get back uh from that search talks to digital transformation and i and i and I, and, I, and and both michael and i have uh, intentionally um included the notion of digital transformation is one of the key pillars uh, within the book, um, and one of the key areas to transform a business. But I think um, it's it's transformation of a business is not about just digitizing processes and platforms. Um, it's um, and and I, I do feel that lo- lots of businesses will believe they are um, 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 going down a transformation route because they've moved. Um, certain things into the cloud, or they've been able to mobilize our workforce remotely. And whilst those are um, very good business building um, initiatives, and if deployed, will make a fantastic change to that. Um, it's not just about digital transformation. Um, you said yourself um, in, in our conversation today that um, you have, it's clear that you, there's a set of values that, that are in your business um, that help um, drive it, and that that talks to culture, and it talks to you know the values that, that you've instilled and your leaders have instilled in the business, um, and um, uh, you know having a, uh, a, a an insight to the customer is obviously uh, important, as we have said, and that's a, you know so there's a customer transformation. So really there are lots of flavors of transformations, some delivered to the top line, some delivered to the bottom line. It's blending um those together into holistic strategy that means that the business can undertake that sort of transformation um and if all of the business is taken along that path together um or you'll in the end you'll get certain um spikes of capability and productivity and profitability but actually will that be sustained um and that's really the the skill that resides in um uh, a, a few very highly experienced um, thinkers uh, across the world and, and, and resides in the in, in the vaults of management consultancies. Um, and we think that that's too rarefied uh, a group um, to, to, to have access to that knowledge and thinking and experience. And it really needs to be thrust into the hand of everybody who's being impacted by change or is, is there to support or lead it um if if businesses are going to come out of this particularly this period um well and thrive uh, into the into the future
0: graham we're kind of getting close to the end of our time together um given that we had no it's plugged the show is called plugged and unplanned and unplanned for a very reason because um i just want to see where the conversation goes but is there anything in the book uh perhaps that, um or of your you know of your of your own experience in in change and or whatever whatever it may be that we haven't actually covered and you thought we may have talked about um was
1: part of this session that you'd want to um share with us i i, I think um i would re- i would rely and, and go back on the on on the the piece that we mentioned before which is um it's often easy to get um even if you're a senior manager or a senior executive in the business You know, people look to you know all the answers and 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 often that can be quite a lonely and isolating place um and um uh if there's if if there's an obligation responsibility on behalf of of you to um to help and guide a, a business or your function or your team through something um it it just has been difficult to get the confidence to be able to do that and to to to, in a sense, um, shortcut 20 years' experience of having done it. Um, and um, yeah, so I'm, I mean, the key message is that al- although uh, change is difficult and transformation is a challenge, um, every business can do it, every leader can lead it. Um, uh, now is the time to try and do it um, uh, with a-, a high degree of confidence um, that 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 is de-risking um the viability um of, of the business and it's certainly very possible um and i think that it, it is a, it it behooves i think uh everybody to to upskill uh to do to do that and it's certainly uh possible
0: mm, thank you well i guess uh everyone um you know the the book that graham uh, Christy and Michael Wellings have written "Changing the Game: The Playbook for Leading Business Transformation." I think the most operative word here is "playbook." It's actually a cheat sheet. It's actually buy this book so you can dazzle all of your colleagues by coming <laughs> forward with a with a with a proven model that can help you uh, in a in a. You know, in a situation in a meeting in a room where you you're talking about this and you go well from my experience right we do this 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 and this and they're all sitting there going my god you know how does this person even know this stuff um and so so i i say cheat you know buy their <laughs> book um because everyone would be dazzled it's 29.95 booktopia has it discounted it's probably available in all your your local stores, go in and congratulations uh, to both of you, and for being able to put pen to paper, uh, fingers to keyboard, and and give us something to help
1: us in our journey every day. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, indeed. It's been a pleasure. Good on you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget.